Next ayah. يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الشَّهْرِ الْحَرَامِ They ask you about the sacred month. Remember the verses began with the concept of fighting, that fighting is decreed on you, fighting your enemy. So remember that we learned earlier that in the sacred months, is fighting allowed? Is battle allowed? No. For Muslims, they're not allowed to fight during the sacred months. Right? So they ask you about the sacred months, قِتَالٍ فِيهِ Fighting in it. Meaning what happens if some people end up fighting in a battle in the sacred months? What's the ruling on that? What happens? Now, there is a particular incident that happened. Okay, Remember that the four sacred months are Dhul Qa'da, Dhul Hijjah, Rajab, and Muharram. So one of the sacred months is Rajab. Correct? Now what happened is that the Prophet ﷺ sent a group of companions on a certain expedition. And it was in the month of Jamadul Ukhra. Jamadul Ukhra is not a sacred month. But right after Jamadul Ukhra comes which month? Rajab. Rajab is sacred month, right? So it was towards the end of Jamadul Ukhra. Now what happened is that those group of companions ended up fighting a certain group of people. And it so happened that it was the first day of Rajab. They thought it was still Jamadul Ukhra. You understand? They thought it was still Jamadul Ukhra. They missed the crescent. They didn't see it. But it was actually the first day of Rajab. So it was a mistake. Right? Now what happened? The people of Mecca, they're like, oh, perfect. The mushrikeen, they were like, perfect. This is a perfect time for us to attack the Muslims. We're going to defame them. We're going to ruin their reputation. And that's exactly what they did. They said, look at these Muslims. They claim to worship Allah alone. And here they are violating the sanctity of the sacred month. First day of Rajab, they fight our people. First day of the sacred month, look at them. They're fighting us. So they made a big deal out of it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this ayah that they ask you about the sacred month, fighting in it. قُلْ tell them, say, that قِتَالٌ فِيهِ كَبِيرٌ Fighting in the sacred months is major. It's a major sin. It is something serious. Yes, what they did was wrong. It was a mistake. And this is something serious. However, there is something else also which is far more serious. And what is that? وَصَدٌ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ Stopping people from the way of Allah. Sad is from the root letter Sad dal dal. And Sad is to stop, to prevent people from doing something. So stopping people from the way of Allah, and the way of Allah means the religion of Allah, meaning not allowing people to become Muslim, or not allowing people to practice their Islam freely, that is also very serious. وَكُفْرٌ bihi And disbelief in Him, meaning disbelieving in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is also very serious. Denying Allah's Messenger is also very serious. وَالْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ And stopping people from the sacred mosque is also very serious. Because the people of Mecca, they did not allow the Muslims to come to Masjid al-Haram. Right? They did not let them come and perform tawaf and umrah freely. So not allowing people to come to Mecca to perform tawaf, to perform umrah, that is also a very serious offense. وَإِخْرَاجُ أَهْلِهِ And expelling its people, its inhabitants, minhu from it, meaning from Mecca, 
that is akbaru indallah, that is greater near Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who was expelled from Makkah? The Muslims were expelled, right? The Prophet ﷺ had to leave the city of Mecca. The Muslims had to leave the city of Mecca. They were born there, they were raised there, but their lives were not safe there anymore. So what is being said over here? The people of Mecca made a big deal about one mistake of the Muslims. And they forgot their own crimes. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling them, that yes, what the Muslims did was a mistake, and yes, it is kabir. It was a serious offense, but it was accidental. But don't forget to look at your own faults. You're making such a big deal of the one fault of Muslims, but look at the crimes that you have been committing. And a whole lot of crimes are listed over here, starting from stopping people from the way of Allah. Look at the persecution that the Muslims endured in Makkah. Thirteen years. I mean, we all know the stories of Bilal radiallahu anhu and other companions. People who were killed. People who were brutally assaulted. They were beaten. Their properties were confiscated. So this is also bad. It's far worse. Look at what the people of Makkah did. They disbelieved in Allah. They denied the messenger of Allah. That is also very big. A very serious crime. They stopped the Muslims from worshipping Allah at Masjid al-Haram. You know, the companions, if they ever recited Qur'an out loud near the Kaaba, they were beaten up. They were beaten up. You know the story of the Prophet ﷺ when he was praying near the Kaaba, when he was in sujood, and what happened? Some people came, they brought the intestines of the camel, and then they put that on top of him, so that he couldn't even get up. He was suffocating under it. And finally his daughter Fatima radiallahu anha found out and she came and took it off. I mean, isn't that a serious offense? People were beaten up. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu was beaten up to the point that he almost died. Beaten up, why? Because of worshipping Allah near the Kaaba. Reciting the Qur'an, praying salah near the Kaaba. And then, ikhraju ahlihi expelling its inhabitants from it. The residents of Makkah were expelled from Makkah. Their lives were no longer safe in Makkah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, all of these crimes are greater in the sight of Allah. So what do we learn over here? That yes, what the Muslims did was wrong. It was a mistake. But you, don't forget, your sins. And this is so true. Sometimes we're so obsessed with the faults of other people that we overlook our own faults. We will talk about the mistakes that others have made, and we will completely ignore the mistakes that we are making. No human being is perfect. Where other people make mistakes, we also make mistakes. So be careful when you talk about the faults of other people. Don't get so obsessed with them that you allow yourself to sin. So this is all greater near Allah. One thing I would like to point out, the Prophet ﷺ, he once looked at the Kaaba, and he said, مَرْحَبًا بِكِ مِنْ بَيْتٍ مَا أَعْظَمَكِ وَأَعْظَمَ حُرْمَتَكِ He said, compliments to you, O Kaaba, meaning how beautiful you are. Like, you're so amazing. And really, when you see the Kaaba, like, it's so grand. Isn't it? 
So he said, how great you are and how great is your sanctity. Like it's so sacred, the Kaaba is so sacred that, you know, if somebody has climbed over the Kaaba, even that looks wrong, doesn't it? Like, you know, when they're changing the covering of the Kaaba, you may have seen people on top of the Kaaba. It just looks wrong. Like, why are you on top of the Kaaba? Get down from it. Right? So how great is your sanctity? He said, but the sanctity of the believer is greater before Allah than your sanctity. A believer, a human being, a believer is more sacred near Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the Kaaba. How would you feel if someone went and kicked the Kaaba? Astaghfirullah, yani unacceptable. Isn't it? But when a believer is kicked, that is worse. That is worse. What if somebody started insulting the Kaaba, making fun of the Kaaba, its shape, its size, the fact that the people do tawaf around it. If somebody started mocking it, would you tolerate that? No, you get so angry. But what happens when a believer is attacked? Their reputation is attacked. People make fun of him. What happens to us there? Do we get angry? No, we join in. We're like, yeah, you know what? That's exactly what I expected. I knew this dude was like that. I knew she would do that. We join in. Whereas attacking a believer's honor is worse than attacking the Kaaba. And he said, his blood and his wealth are sacred. And to think anything but good of him. Meaning we should always think good about other believers. So what is this ayah teaching us? Keep things in perspective. Yes, sin is bad. Crossing the limits that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set is wrong. And if somebody is doing that out of ignorance, or if somebody is doing that because they're a human being, they are going to make mistakes, realize that there are other major sins that you should be concerned about. And perhaps you are committing those sins yourself. Think about it. Sometimes we're very upset that, like for example, we find out that somebody has an affair. Like we find out that somebody we know has a secret relationship with a non-mahram. And we get so upset and we start talking about it. And we're talking about it at home. We're talking about it in our WhatsApp groups. We're talking about it you know, on social media. We're talking about it at school. We're talking about it over the dinner table. What are we doing? Backbiting. Ghiba. And what is ghiba? What is ghiba? It's like eating the flesh of your dead brother. Ghiba is a major sin. So yes, what that person is doing, haram relationship, it's wrong. But you know what? Their deeds are for them. And what you are doing right now, backbiting them, that is also wrong. And your deeds are for you. Lahama kasabat. For them is what they have earned. And for you is what you are earning. So stop worrying about the sins of other people and start worrying about your own sins. Look at yourself. Look at your own mistakes. It doesn't mean that what other people are doing is wrong and we should let them be, and etc. No. There are certain people who are taking care of it. Let them do it. You stop talking and stop wasting your time. And stop destroying your deeds. And stop earning sin. Do something better with your life. She shared a story that once a father and a son were traveling with a group of people. And in the night when they camped, 
everybody was sleeping and the father and the son, they got up to pray in the night. They were praying tahajjud. So the son said to the father, look, everybody's sleeping and we're praying. Like So he was criticizing the people who were sleeping. So the father said that you should have been sleeping. You might as well have been sleeping. Because you got up, you prayed tahajjud, and then you criticized other people. And you thought so great about yourself that you've basically destroyed your own good deeds. So this is very important. Stop being overly obsessed with the mistakes of other people and become obsessed with your own sins, please. Let's focus on ourselves. What do I need to improve? What do I need to change in my life? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالْفِتْنَةُ And the fitna is akbaru min al-qatl. It is greater than killing. And what is fitna? Religious persecution that the people of Makkah were 100% guilty of. 13 years they had persecuted the Muslims and even now they weren't leaving them alone. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the Muslims. That, وَلَا يَزَالُونَ يُقَاتِلُونَكُمْ They will never stop fighting you. The reality is that these people will continue to fight you. حَتَّى يَرُدُّوكُمْ عَن دِينِكُمْ Until they turn you away from your religion, if they had the ability to do so. Meaning, don't expect any support from your enemy. They raise their weapons against you, they open their mouths against you, and you know what? This is only gonna get worse. Because their goal is to make you leave your religion. And if they could do that, they would do that. So don't pay attention to their criticism. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns, وَمَن يَرْتَدِدْ مِنْكُمْ عَن دِينِهِ Whoever turns back among you from his religion. Meaning if somebody comes under their pressure and criticism and says, you know what, I don't like all this criticism. Right? It's just getting too tough. So you know what, I'll just do what people want me to do. He gives up on his religion. He says it's too hard. He gives up. And he turns away from his religion. فَيَمُتْ And then he dies. وَهُوَ كَافِرٌ While he denies Allah. فَأُولَٰئِكَ حَبِطَتْ أَعْمَالُهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ Then such people, their deeds are wasted in this world and in the hereafter. Their deeds will be worthless. وَأُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ And such are the people of the fire and they will remain in there forever. So here, what are we being told? Don't come under the pressure of your enemy. Whether it is physical violence, in the form of them fighting you, or it is verbal criticism, their propaganda, right? Don't come under pressure. Hold your ground. Stay firm. Believe in your religion firmly. Because you see, what happens with some people is they get very affected by what people say about them. Like for instance, if they're wearing something and somebody criticizes it, they'll never wear it again. They are doing something and somebody criticizes it, they'll never do it again. Why? Because they want to look good in the eyes of people. Their concern is that people should be happy with me. But if you start living life like that, what are you going to get? Nothing. What are you going to achieve? Nothing. So your goal should be to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why is this being mentioned over here? Because you see, the laws of halal, haram are mentioned. And there are going to be people who are going to have a problem with your religion. Like, why? Why is alcohol not allowed for Muslims? Why don't Muslims eat pork? Like, what's the big deal? How is it different from poultry? It's an animal. 
people will have issues with your religion. And you know, there are people who will criticize the Islamic faith, the beliefs, and then there are people who will criticize the law, and then there are people who will criticize Muslims, and this has been going on from the beginning. So the point is that don't be afraid of criticism. You have to be unapologetically Muslim. Be strong, be firm, believe in who you are. Trust Allah. He knows what's best for you. People don't know what's best for you. So stay firm. And if you get scared of people, and your concern is to please them, then this is a very dangerous, slippery slope. Because today, you are leaving salah because of their fear. Tomorrow you will leave something else because of their fear. And then day after you're going to leave something else because of the fact that you're afraid of them. So then at the end, one thing after the other, you're going to keep losing of your religion. At the end, what are you going to have of your religion left? Nothing. So this is a very dangerous, slippery slope where a person will leave one thing off the Islam after the other and he will end up with nothing. And then a warning is given that if you leave Islam out of the fear of people and you die in that state, then all your good work is wasted. It's become worthless. This is dangerous. So at the end of the day, we should all remember that Allah is my boss. Right? Allah is the one whom I obey. People are not my boss. They can criticize my hijab, they can make fun of my abaya, they can make fun of my loose pants, which are so not, you know, fun. But who cares? Because people are not my boss. I'm going to do what Allah wants me to do. And I'm going to stay away from what Allah wants me to stay away from. Then the next verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَالَّذِينَ هَاجَرُوا Indeed, those people who believe and those who have immigrated. وَجَاهَدُوا And they strove فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ In the way of Allah. Because you see those companions who went for that expedition and by accident, you know, they ended up in a fight and they, and they killed some of the people of Mecca. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defends them over here. And this was basically Abdullah bin Jahsh and his companions. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defends them. That those people who believe, they had believed. They had immigrated. They had done hijrah. They left Mecca, they came to Medina. And then they didn't just stop there. They went out in the way of Allah. They strove in the way of Allah. Such people want Allah's mercy. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving and merciful. He will be merciful towards them. So in other words, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forgiven them for their mistake. Yes, by accident they fought in the sacred month, they violated the sanctity, but it was a mistake. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will pardon them. And this is so beautiful and scary at the same time. How is it beautiful? It's beautiful because, yes, they made such a huge mistake, but because of their other good deeds, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving their mistake. And it's scary because here are people making such a big deal about their faults, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving them for their fault. You understand? So sometimes we're so concerned about the faults of other people, 
Like, oh, she did this. Oh, he did that. She has a boyfriend. He has a girlfriend. Right? And I saw him smoking. And I know that he cheats. Right? And I'm such a good person. Right? I'm such a good person because I'm this and this and this and this. What do we learn here? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can forgive them for their mistakes. What about you? What are you doing? Are you hoping for the mercy of Allah also? Is that showing in your deeds? Wallahu ghafoorur rahim. Okay, let's listen to the recitation of these verses. Everybody listen attentively, please. Yes'alunaka madha yunfiqoon Qul maa anfaqtum min khayrin فَلِلْوَالِدَيْنِ وَالْأَقْرَبِينَ وَالْيَتَامَى وَالْمَسَاكِينِ وَابْنِ السَّبِيلِ وَمَا تَفْعَلُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ بِهِ عَلِيمٌ كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الْقِتَالُ وَهُوَ كُرْهٌ لَكُمْ وَعَسَى أَنْ تَكْرَهُوا شَيْئًا وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ وَعَسَى أَنْ تُحِبُّوا شَيْئًا وَهُوَ شَرٌ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الشَّهْرِ الْحَرَامِ قِتَالٍ فِيهِ قُلْ قِتَالٌ فِيهِ كَبِيرٌ وَصَدٌّ عَن سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَكُفْرٌ بِهِ وَالْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ وَإِخْرَاجُ أَهْلِهِ مِنْهُ أَكْبَرُ عِندَ اللَّهِ وَالْفِتْنَةُ أَكْبَرُ مِنَ الْقَتْلِ وَلَا يَزَالُونَ يُقَاتِلُونَكُمْ حَتَّى يَرُدُّوكُمْ عَن دِينِكُمْ إِنِ اسْتَطَاعُوا وَمَن يَرْتَدِدْ مِنكُمْ عَن دِينِهِ فَيَمُتْ وَهُوَ كَافِرٌ فَأُولَئِكَ فَأُولَئِكَ حَبِطَتْ أَعْمَالُهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَأُولَئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَالَّذِينَ هَاجَرُوا وَجَاهَدُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أُولَئِكَ يَرْجُونَ رَحْمَةَ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ You see over here, الَّذِينَ هَاجَرُوا is also mentioned. What is hijrah? Hijrah is from Hajimra and hijrah is to immigrate. Basically, that you leave the place that you're in and you go somewhere else. Alright? Now, there's two types of hijrah. And in Islam, hijrah is for the purpose of practicing your religion freely. So, for example, the Muslims in Mecca, they weren't able to even pray salah openly. They weren't able to recite the Qur'an. If they said to anybody, yes, I'm a Muslim, their life would be in danger. So, eventually what happened? They had to leave Mecca, leave their home and go where? Go to Medina. They moved. So this is hijrah that is khas. A specific kind of hijrah, which is that you leave your country, your city, your whatever place that you're living in, and you go somewhere else so that you can practice your faith more freely. Okay? And unfortunately, some people have to do that. 
to escape a genocide sometimes. Literally their lives are in danger. Their homes are being burnt in front of their eyes. Their brothers, sisters, family members are being killed before them. Why? Simply because of the fact that they're Muslim. So they have to make hijrah. They have to leave that place, go somewhere else so that they can live. They can practice Islam. Now, there's another type of hijrah which is general, which is for every single person. Which includes those people who are living in peace, in security. And what is that kind of hijrah? That kind of hijrah is when you leave sin, when you immigrate from disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You decide that I no longer want to do this. I no longer want to associate with this sin. So you know what? I'm going to leave this sin and I'm going to do something else. Okay? So for example, a person has a habit of watching, let's say, some really not good shows. Okay? And they realize that, you know what, this is really not okay. I really should not be watching this stuff. It's not okay. I listen to words that are not appropriate. I watch, I look at scenes that are not appropriate. So that's it, I'm stopping. So this is a form of hijrah because they're no longer going to watch all that stuff. Was this an easy decision? Have you ever tried to leave something consciously? Have you? Is it easy? It's not easy. Because what's going to happen to this person once they've decided they no longer want to watch that show? What's going to happen? When they're done their homework, they're sitting in the evening, what do I do? What do I do? I'm going to watch that. No, no, I'm not going to watch it. I promised myself I'm not going to do it. Right? And they're like, okay, let me just find out what happens, right? Eventually what happens? I'll just Google it. Right? What happens in the show eventually? What happens in the last episode? What happens in the last season? Just want to know what happens. I know it's not true. I know it's all fake, but I just want to find out what actually happens. You see that constant urge. So deciding to stop, leave a sin is not easy. Sometimes what happens is that if you go to a certain place, if you sit with certain people, you end up doing wrong things, you end up saying wrong things. So you decide you're no longer going to hang out with that crowd. That is also a form of hijrah. You understand? Whether it is hijrah from your Netflix account or hijrah from a certain table in the cafeteria, whatever it is, this is a form of hijrah. Any change you make in your life where you want to leave sin and obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is a form of hijrah. And when you leave anything like that, expect Allah's mercy. Ulaika yarjuna rahmat Allah. Hope for Allah's mercy. Allah is going to make things easier for me. Allah is going to give me something better in its place. Yes, it'll be hard, but eventually things will get easier. Wallahu ghafoorur rahim. Allah is forgiving and merciful.